Well, praise the Lord and God bless you this evening and welcome to the Tabernacle Deliverance Sunday evening service. I'm excited about what God is doing for us, with us, through us, in the midst of us, regardless of all the crazy stuff that's going on today. Hey, man, you know what? We're we're testing a new system. <laughs> we're testing a new uh, 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 um, video system that we got. And look like I got two black eyes. I've been trying to correct it and straighten it out. I've been fighting with it, trying to get it right. But anyway, we're working on things. Uh, hopefully, we'll have it straightened out soon. But anyway, I'm grateful about what God is doing for us in the midst of all the things that's going on around us today in the world, as I always say, because we got to thank God for bringing us another day. And I'm excited about how he's blessing us and keeping us in the midst of everything that's going on around us today. A lot of people don't believe that. A lot of people don't know that. That God is working for us in the midst of everything. Bow your heads with me for a moment. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for another day. I thank you for your mercies. I thank you for the lives that you saved, delivered, and made free today. I thank you for breaking the yokes in everyone's lives. I thank you for meeting everybody needs today. Touch, save, deliver, and make free. We thank you for what you're doing in Jesus' name. Amen. Get your Bibles and let's go to Psalm 44. And uh, Psalm 44 and verse 21, verse 21 of Psalm 44. You know, I, I like to sing that song. Um, I'm excited about what the Lord is doing, but it's true. I'm excited about what the Lord is doing. There used to be a song they used to sing called uh, uh, No Secret. Uh, they used to, uh, some of y'all know the song, but I just know a few words of this. It, it always it comes to me, and I was putting this message together, and it goes something like that, like this. <clears throat> there is no secret in what God can do. There is no secret. In what God can do, what He's done for others, He can surely do for you. There is no secret in what God can do. What he's done for this, he can surely do for you. That song uh, uh, is real. <clears throat> what God done for others, he can truly do for you. The funny part about this is that him doing the same thing he done for you, that he done for others, meet the requirements of what he's done for them, and he'll do the same thing. Get your Bibles and go with me to Psalm 44 and verse 21. And let's talk about no secrets. Psalm 44 and verse 21 says, Shall not God search it out? For he knoweth the secrets of the heart. I'll read it again. Shall not God search it out? For he knoweth the secrets of the heart. That's one of the things I like about God. I always tell about the things I like about God, and that's one of them, because God knows the secrets of everybody's heart. God knows the thoughts, the intents of your thoughts. He knows what's going on in your head. He knows what's going on in your heart. That's why there's no secrets with God. You can't hide from him. You can't. Deceive him like you could deceive us. See, we're easily to be fooled by you. We're easily to be deceived by you, by you telling us lies that sound good to us. But with God, you cannot deceive him. When Lucifer got kicked out of heaven, he had that thought. That he could rise his kingdom above God's kingdom, his throne above God's throne, and he thought he could sight God. Little did he know there is no secrets hidden from God. 
We go to work. We go to church. We go to family function. Sometimes holding deep, dark secrets and scars that people has caused us. But there is no secret that God cannot reveal. No secret. God can reveal all the secrets of men. The hidden deep secrets that nobody knows about. I never forget the story about uh, the bank robber. The man uh, robbed the bank when he was, I think, a young, real, 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 real young man in his early 20s. And he robbed the bank. Got away with it, too. Forty years later, 45 years later, the FBI came knocking on his door. Tell him he robbed the bank and they was coming out. I think it was the FBI police coming to rob. They came to arrest him for robbing the bank. They questioned everybody. And everybody knew him as a great man that helped people, feed people. He was just the best guy in the world. This guy could never do nobody no harm and no wrong. Secrets. But God revealed the secrets of this man's past. This man was a religious man, but didn't know God and the pardon of his sin. Being religious don't save you. <laughs> That's where a lot of people make mistakes. I'll go to church. Everything's going to be all right. I'll, I'll become a member of such and such church or such and such temple. I'm going to be all right once I do that. It has no saving grace and become a part of no ministry. I don't care what ministry it is. It has no saving grace. It has no saving grace. It has no saving grace for you. And they arrested him. And everybody was saying, no, you got the wrong man, the wrong man, this is the wrong man. And he confessed, yes, I did it. I robbed the body back then. Yes, I did. I changed my name. I changed my identity. But you're found after all these years. There is no secret. Look at this verse, verse 21. Shall not God search this out? For he knows if the secret of the heart. That's the, that's, that's, that's the thing. The Bible says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? God knows the heart. See, you could be conspiring stuff in your heart against people, but God already knows what you're doing. That's why I tell people they need to walk with God. They need to be in fellowship with God so God can deal with them and show them what people are trying to do to them. There's many stories, multiple, multiple stories of people Having people work witchcraft against them. People in their home working witchcraft against them. All kind of crazy stuff. But God is a revealer of those things. That's what I like about God. God will reveal the deep hidden things that you have hidden in your heart. That you think nobody knows that God do. People, you see people. Get away with things in this life. And ah, oh, God let them go. Well, God didn't let them go. They're going to stand before God for what they did. That's why you got to do right. Because when you stand before God, you're going to give account for what you've done, for what you said, how you act, how you live, how you treat people, and so on and so forth. Look at that verse in verse 21. It said, Shall not God search it out? For he knows the secrets of the heart. What's in your heart? What is actually in your heart? What's in your heart? What do you really have deep down in your heart? Bitterness. Waiting to destroy people. You got to be careful with people. People are funny. You got to be careful with people because people are funny. They'll conspire to destroy you. They'll, they'll dream it up in their heart. 
can I take them down? How can I destroy them? That's how some people You got to watch and pray. Let's move on. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 29. Deuteronomy chapter 29. In verse 29, Deuteronomy 29 and 29 says, The secret things, listen to this, the secret things belong unto God, the Lord our God. But those things which are received belong unto us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of this law. Let's, let's read it again. The secret things belong unto the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever, that we may do the words of this law. Did you hear what that scripture said? The secret things belong unto God, but those secrets that God allows to be revealed unto us are for us, and our children for reason that we may do his law that we may obey his laws that we see the thing that, that's the thing even the laws of the land now listen to this the average person in the United States does not know what their legal rights are the average person does not know what their legal rights are the average person don't know the Constitution of the United States. That's why they're going along with all this craziness. They don't know the Constitution. They never read the Constitution, don't want to know the Constitution, but they go with everything that's against the Constitution. And they think it's, that's in the Constitution because they don't know. The Bible says, as you see, this is there, as you see the light, you walk therein. You got to walk therein as you see the light. I remember some years ago, about 25 years ago, probably about longer than that, I got pulled over by the police in Delaware. It was a wacky situation how I got pulled over by the police. So the, the police officer asked me for certain information that I did not legally have to give him. So we said, you know the law? I said, yes, I do. I know, my, I know the law. Yes, I did. And yes, I do. And I do have lawyers behind me. But the point was back then, most young guys my age didn't know the law and all that right. Because they pulled me over on an assumption. They seen some. Listen to this. Listen to that. They seen something they thought was something that it wasn't. I'll explain it real quick. I pulled over my wacky nephew, got out of the car. There's a lot of fields and stuff out there. So I pulled over to the side. My sister was driving my car that I rented. And what happened is uh, my nephew got out of the car and he asked us for $5. We gave him $5. But when he took the $5, he came to the front window and we gave him the $5. So the police was miles away, and they had them high-power binoculars. They thought it was a drug buy. But they made a mistake. The mistake was they seen the person get out of the car. So you're going to wait till they get out of the car to make a drug buy? No. They, wasn't doing that. they don't do that. But they assumed that anyway. And then my nephew ran off into the field. <clears throat> By the time he was gone, the police car was swarming. There was a police car swarming us. It was funny. Uh, uh, my sister was driving the car. This is why you got to have God on your side. The scan on the back then, they had to scan. They could scan the side of the car, the bar. But the bar scan was working. The devil was playing games. The scan, bar scan. So he said, oh, the bar scan isn't working. We joined the scan to the side. It was a rental car, so I gave him the rental agreement. My name was on it, but my sister was driving the car. The point I'm trying to bring out that there's no secret that won't be revealed to God. I left it in God's hands. 
So, push come to shove, I was going to pay a ticket. Don't go to Delaware and have a ticket. They arrested you. So they arrested me. Well, they were supposed to be arresting me anyway. But the Lord took care of that too. <laughs> the Lord took care of that too. There is no secret that won't be revealed to God. And God tell you my name. Right then and there. I'd have to wait months, year, and all that other stuff. Because God is in control of our lives. There is no secrets hidden from him. When you go out to do justice and righteousness before God, that's where you got to be right living. You cannot do righteousness before God without being right. People got it confused. They're trying to do religious righteousness. That doesn't praise God. Many people think you can live any your way and do righteousness before God. It's never going to work. That's never going to work. Either you're going to be holy or you're not. You ain't going to be part-time holy and part-time righteous. No, no. Either you say or you're not. Either you married to your husband or wife or you're not. Oh, uh, y'all ain't getting me today. It's not, it's not three sides. It's only three sides to the story. Your side, their side, and God's side. That's it. That's it. It's a fourth line. But when you look at the scripture, the secret thing belongs to God. Did you hear that? The secret things belong to God. Look at that verse, verse 29. The secret thing belongs unto the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong unto us. When God's word is revealed unto us, when God's blessings are revealed unto us, it's for us. The Bible said he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. That's what the word of God says. That's what God did. God sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. God delivered them from, he sent his word. Did you hear what the scripture just said? What is revealed unto us belong unto us. When it's revealed to us that God can heal us, healing belongs to us. God had Jesus take all our sicknesses and, and, and our abuses, abuses and everything on the cross with him. Problem is a lot of us don't know. Remember what the first thing I said? Most people don't know the Constitution of the United States. Never read any of it. Most people don't know their legal rights still to this day. People have businesses and try to do everything the business laws say not to do. But they didn't take time to find out. They assume. In this life, you can't assume. <laughs> not in the United States, maybe some other country. In this country, you don't want to do assuming because the laws just don't seem to like us that way. And the government don't seem to like us when we assume. Get the facts. When we get the facts, we can do things more effectively. That goes with serving God. That goes with walking with God. That goes with talking about God. That's going about receiving God's promises. Those things that are revealed unto us of us. And that, that's something to think about. God allowed us. Look at Daniel. Daniel was another example of God revealing stuff. Nobody else, all of the, the smooth says and uh, 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 Sue says, the children and the magician, nobody was revealed on what was going on with the king but David. Daniel, excuse me, but Daniel. Let me tell you something. The Bible says gifts and calling comes without repentance. That's why it's better to be saved than run around preaching and teaching and don't know Jesus Christ and the pardon of your sin. You're going to be lost. I don't care how religious, how religious you are, how much religious teaching you have, how much prayer you have. I was reading something, something my, one of my friends posted on Facebook. They were talking about the devil is scared of people that uh, 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 pray. 
No. He's not scared of people that pray. He's terrified of people that live right and pray. Did you hear me? He's terrified of people that live right and pray. Because the Bible says the effectual prayer of a righteous man appears much, not a little. He's terrified when you walk and live before God and you pray and you talk to God about things. He's terrified. But when you live shabby, when you're hanging out in the club, you're prostituting, faggoting, lesbian in. Oh, you might as well just call it what it is. You're, you're a lesbian, you're a homosexual, you're doing all this stuff. You're a liar, you're a adulterer, you're a fornicator, you're doing all this stuff. It's all sin. There's no special sin. There's no special sins to be lost. There's no special sins to be lost. There's many men and women in the church that are homosexuals and lesbians and they think they're going to heaven. They laying up, coming to church, laying up, coming to church, laying up. Then they got the uh, uh, fornicators. Preachers don't talk about fornication. They don't talk about fornication. That's sex before marriage. Oh, it's okay. It's your freaking buddy. Oh, Billy, they had sex. It's okay. At least they're not gay. It's sin. The Bible said, warn them for me. When I say unto the wicked, thou shalt surely die. You got to warn them, people. Oh, glory to God. You got to warn them and tell them the truth. And you shall know the truth. And the truth don't set you free. It makes you free. Therefore, if the Son of Man shall make you free, the Son of God shall make you free. You shall be free indeed. Hallelujah. Look at that verse one more time real quick. The secret things belong unto God and all our God, but those things which are revealed belong unto us and our children forever that we may do all the words of this law. That's law. Not some. All. A. L. -L. All that pertains to us. 90% of the Bible is for the people of God and 10% is for the unsaved. We want to do the 10% and the world do the 90%. That's us. That's our mode. We want to do it our way. I heard somebody say, my mother died. But why she would live, why she would lie? She lived, she lived life on her terms. That's what she said. That's what he said. My mother lived life on her terms, and she served God on her terms. I wanted so bad to tell him, you're a liar. No one served God on their terms. Either you're serving him. On his terms, or you not serving him at all. That's the bottom line. The Bible said, Whosoever will, let them come. He never said, You come at you. He never said, Nowhere in his word, you serve me on your terms. There's no way in the Bible say that. No scrolls, no nothing say, You serve God on your terms. Nowhere. Ain't nobody serving God on their terms. It's tight, but it's right. Let's move on. Let's go to Matthew chapter 6 and verse 4. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 4. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 4. Matthew chapter 6, verse 4. Listen to what it says. This is the Lord speaking. Listen to this. This is about you people that like to give money to the church. Oh, you know what I said, right? Okay, it says that thy alms may be done in secret, that thy father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. Let me read it again. That thy alms may be done in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret his in secret himself shall reward you openly. Secret. There is no secret. Because what you do in secret, God sees. When you are giving money in the church, follow the scripture. When you give a property to the church, 
when you donate your car to the church, or a bus, or a van, or whatever you're donating to the church, even if it's a piece of paper, do it in secret. Don't run around to the whole world to see what you're doing. I watch all these preachers on TV. They showing you how they're running around feeding people. How they take the money out their pocket and give it to the needy. How they bringing food to the needy. You don't need to broadcast that. You just need to do it. You do it. You do it. Go about your business and do God's will. I'll say it again. Nobody need to know that. Nobody need to know what you're doing. Oh, we're going to give some people food today. Watch how we do what we do. No, no. Give no reward for that. The Bible said what you do in secret, your father rewards you openly. But you got to broadcast it on Facebook so everybody know what you're doing. You ain't getting no reward from the father. I know people don't like me. I don't care. Because it's the truth. What you do. You know how many people I've helped? I don't worry about broadcasting it. I don't need to. Because it's not about that. It's about reaching people, helping people. Not people patting you on the back. You did a good deed. When you do your elms, when you give your tithe and you offer, I got people, a couple of people that send offerings now and then. They don't run around telling nobody they gave no money to the ministry. They just send it. And I told, like I told them, God will bless you and continue to work with you. Because you give it. You give to his work, he's going to take care of you. He's going to do what he's supposed to do. I had one person testify that somebody paid their rent when they didn't have no rent. That's why I said you can continue to be a blessing to the ministry. God will take care of you. Then God turned around and blessed them with a job. They want a house. God going to give them that house. God going to allow them to get that house. What you doing, secret? You ain't doing it. You ain't giving me no money. Well, people send love offers to this ministry. And well, you send love offers to any ministry. Don't have the idea you giving it to the preacher unless you giving him a personal love offering for him. But if you send a love offering to the tabernacle of deliverance, it goes to the tabernacle of deliverance. It don't go in my pocket. We got to pay for the television broadcast. We got to pay for the podcast. We got to pay for the streaming service. Oh, please. You don't even want to know. <laughs> But do it in secret. Give what you have in secret and let God reward you openly. They have these preachers today that have you put money in your hand. Oh, I need everybody to stand. They got $100 to give. You just lost your blessing. God's not going to honor that. Because everybody knows what you're doing. When you're paying your tithe, do you stand up and say, everybody, I'm paying $150 today. No. You put it in a tie and drop it in a bucket, or you pay it all out. You do it quietly. That's how you should do your offering. That's how you should do your offering, your love gift. And do it freely. The Bible says, God loves the what? A cheerful giver and a liberal giver. Give God your time. Give God your life. Let God bless and multiply what you have. This scripture is not just about money. Because you got to understand that when it says when you give your elves, that thy elves may be in secret, that thy father would see it in secret himself shall reward you openly. Not the angels. Not the preachers. Not these prophets prophesying. If you give $100, God's going to give you 1000 and these lying teachers and pastors, they get up there and say, I'm going to pray God, give everybody a hundredfold. And the scripture don't say that. He said, stop. Can't give everybody a hundred, hundredfold because that'll be contrary to his word. Understand the words of God. Bow your head one moment. Father, in Jesus' name, I ask you to touch everybody that's watching this television broadcast right now. I ask you to broke the yokes in their life and meet the needs in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's come move on. Continue on. Okay, let's go to Luke 18 and 27. Luke 18 and 27. Luke 18 27. 
And it reads as follows. Listen to this. It says, and he said, the things which are impossible with man are possible with God. I'll read it again. It said, these things which are impossible with man are possible with God. Why? Because there's no secret hidden from him. There's no secret hidden from him. What man has hid. So you can't be promoted. So you can't move forward. Yeah? God can reveal that. God can uncover that. There's nothing done. There's nothing impossible with God. It's that we don't take the limits off of God and trust him to do what seems impossible for us because it's possible for him. There's nothing too hard for him. God is the creator of the end of this earth. There's nothing impossible for him. He said, no, but you all, we even unto the end of the age. That's telling you something right there. There's nothing impossible for God. God can be with you in the midst of your trials, in the midst of your test. I don't care. There used to be a time people trusted God's word. There used to be a time people trusted God's word. There used to be a time when people leaned on God. We lean on technology today. We don't lean on God. <clears throat> We got our smartphone, our smartwatch, our tablets, our eyeglass, uh, 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 we got it all. When it comes down to the written word of God, we got problems. We can't seem to connect in our brain with that. It said, look at that verse one more time. The things which he said, and he said, the things which are impossible with man are, are possible They used to have a song called There Is No Failure in God. There is no failure. There is no losing in God. There's no secret. There's nothing hidden from him that won't be revealed. I don't care how people try to hide it. I don't care. I don't care how people try to hide things. God will reveal that thing. That's why you got to walk upright before God. That's why you have to stand in the holy place with God at all times. And make sure you ain't got no hidden secrets, no dirty secrets. Skeletons, as they say in the closets. You know, with politicians, they start running for a president or senator or governor, and all of a sudden, somebody know all their dirty secrets, and they start pulling out the skeletons out of their closet. And then they're trying to say, no, 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 no. Oh, 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 oh. It's too late. Everybody know your business. No secret. God wants us to have a life where there's no secret. God wants us to have a life that we're in communion with him and that he reveal his secrets to us so we in the know what's going on. So we know what's happening around us. You don't have to watch the news. You don't have to wear the news, read the news. They buy very better read the news the newspaper. God, it'll reveal a secret. He'll keep you in the know, as they say. He'll keep you hip and cool and what's going on. God isn't dumb. He knows all. He sees all. And he tells all. He's a reveal of secrets. Deep secrets that's hidden. But we don't ask. We don't ask God to reveal those things to us. That's why we don't know that. That's why you don't know a lot of things about God, because we ain't asked him. We ain't asking God to reveal nothing to us. All we want God to do is bless us. Bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me. And sometimes the blessing you're crying for is right in front of you. You just need to reach out and grab them. God wants to bless our lives, but we have to want his blessing. We have to want what God has for us, not somebody else. When we receive what God has for us, we'll grow. That's what we got to do. Let's move on. Let's go to uh, Exodus chapter 34 and verse 7. Exodus chapter 34 and verse 7. Look at that verse. <clears throat> 
I like this scripture because it's really interesting. Exodus chapter 34, verse 7. Listen to this. Keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. Will by no means clear the guilty. Living in iniquities of the fathers upon the children and the children's children unto the fourth, the third and fourth generation. I'll read it again. Keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, and that by then that will by no means clear the guilty, visiting iniquity of the father upon the children and the children's children unto the third and fourth generation. Did you hear that? God wants to have mercy. Look at what it says. Keeping mercy for thousands. Keeping mercy for thousands and thousands of people. Forgiving iniquity and transgressions of people. And by no means clearing the guilty. Notice he said, by no means. Why? Because he uncovered their secret. Except you repent, you all likewise perish in your sin. That's why you got to repent and accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior because the scripture makes it clear. The guilty, he will not allow you to get away. He will not clear you when you stand before him, when you haven't repented of your sin and accept Christ as your Savior. He will not let you ride. You will, there will be no enter now into the joy of the Lord. You're going you're to you're be lost. You're going to first go turn over to hell, then you're going to go into the lake of fire, which is made for the devil and the angel. Let me tell you something. People make fun about telling people to go to hell. Oh, yeah. People tell people to go to hell all the time. When they get mad with them, they tell them to go to hell. But they have no idea hell was never meant for man. Hell was made for the devil and his angels. Hell was never designed for mankind. But mankind choose to act like the devil and obey the devil. And that's why some of them are going there. It was never made for humans to go to hell. It was never, 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 never designed for that. But the Bible said hell had lost herself. Why? Because more people want to burn away the eternity than live in joy and alone. They live going in hell and going in eternity. Well, if you live like the devil here and you reject Christ here, you will be lost. Not a joke. It's not a prank. It's a fact. People assume God is going to just say, oh, it's okay. And those are the atheists say, oh, forget about it. There ain't no God, so we can do whatever we want. But this is for me. Listen to this. There are a lot of atheist people, listen to this. They're more godly in their actions than so-called religious people. I'll say it again. There are some atheist people that's more godly in their living and their action than so-called saved and religious people. Oh, yeah. But they don't believe in God, but yet they follow principle that God would have. That verse is uh, Exodus 34 and 7 is true. Keep in mercy for thousands, forgive iniquity and transgression and sin and death by no means. And will by no means declare the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the father upon the son and on the son's children's children until the third and fourth generation. God doesn't change, he remains holy. There is no secret that God cannot reveal. But what are, what are our biggest problems today? We think we psych in God. We psych preachers. So we psych our wives. We not cheating. We psych our husbands. We not cheating. We do all kinds of psych things. But God cannot be psyched and either reveal our secrets. He's a revealer of our hidden thoughts. He's a revealer of the action of our hearts. He's a revealer. 
And don't seem threat. People think they're getting over. People think they're getting over. You ain't fooling nobody but yourself. You ain't never going to cite God. Ain't no speaker that it can't reveal. And it's just something to think about. We, we, we sing that song, There's No Secret. And what God can do, what he done for others, he'll do for us. But we don't even know what that person went through to get that from God. But we want that. Oh, they got a nice house. I want a house just like that. But you don't know how they got that house. You don't even know if God allowed them to get that house. They could have been gambling, stealing money, anything to get the house. You don't know. But you want what they got. That's what messed most people up in this world. Instead of focusing on what God has for them. Oh, I forgot most people are even trying to find out what God has for them. They're too busy looking at other people. You got six months to mind your business and six months to leave everybody alone. You'll be fine. But we don't want to do that. We want to focus on what other people got. Oh, I want that, but that's not for you. I'm going to read this verse. Exodus 34 and 7 one more time. It says, keeping mercy for thousand, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, and that will by no means clear the guilty. Visit iniquity of the brothers upon the children and upon the children children the third and fourth generation. That's why we got to have Christ Jesus in our life. That's why we got to repent of our sin. Don't you know they have generational curses? They don't see Christ. I know some people that live generational curses. Their mama was cursed. Their grandmama was cursed. Their great-great-grandmama they just blow down. Until one person. Until one person gets saved. And when that one person gets saved, it breaks that curse as long as that person walks with God. It ain't no secret. It ain't no secret that God can break a curse. I'm not afraid of witchcraft. I'm not afraid of soothsayers, smoothsayers, or whatever you want to call yourself, warlocks. They don't fight me and they don't scare me. I've had people put dust down. Oh my goodness. I've had dead head chickens in front of the house. I've had people put dust in front of my door in the hotel room. I just woke up. The Holy Ghost is my keeper. The Holy Ghost is my deliverer. He's, oh my God. You got to get to know who God is for yourself. Not being a preacher, that's not the protection. The protection is in God through Jesus Christ. We're in with God and join in with Jesus Christ when we get saved. That's the scripture. But because people don't know the scriptures, they don't know that there's no secret with God and he's a revealer of all secrets. Oh, my Lord. I never forget the story of the preacher. Uh, they were praying. He was going to prayer meeting and praying and praying and praying. Somebody was working witchcraft against him. And he knew it. And he could not figure out who it was. He'd go home, tell his wife, that, that, that. somebody working witchcraft against me. Somebody working witchcraft. And they were praying, and then some prophecy came forth while he was in the church and said, Thy wife working witchcraft against you. <laughs> his very wife was working witchcraft. For real. <clears throat> you got to know who you're marrying. <laughs> you better know who you're sleeping with. You could be sleeping with your enemy. <laughs> Did you hear me? You can be sleeping with your enemy. God is a reveal of secrets. Oh, y'all don't hear me today. There is no secret that God cannot uncover. Let's move on. Hallelujah. There's no secret that God can't uncover. Ecclesiastes chapter 4. No secret. No hidden thing that God cannot. Ecclesiastes chapter 2, excuse me, chapter 12. I don't know where I get chapter 2 for. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 14. Listen to this. For God shall bring every work into judgment and with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be... I'm going to read it again. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, 
whether it be good or whether it be evil. God is a revealer. He's going to bring everything into judgment. You may go to work and people try to kill you now. You may go around your in-laws and they may try to destroy your name. But I want to tell you, in judgment, God will reveal all these secrets. Oh, glory. He will reveal every hidden thing. Hallelujah. I had a friend. His in-laws couldn't stand him. He did his best to separate him and his wife. He took a stand and told them. He told his wife, either we're going to be married here or you're going back to your family. But if you're going to let your family tell you what to do, you ain't going to be here. You're going to have to make a decision. She stayed with her husband. Because her family was doing the best to destroy him. Helped him down like a dog. You got to know that God is a revealer of secrets and also that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You seek God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your soul. God will work for you. Look at this verse. Ecclesiastes 12 and 14. For God shall bring every work, he didn't say some, beloved, every work into judgment and every secret thing. Did you hear that? Huh. Every secret thing, every crime, every lie, every deceit, every deception, every good thing you've done. The Bible talks about a book in heaven. And that book is made for those people that just think on the name of the Lord. And then there's a bowl in heaven that's filled with prayer. I want to tell you something. God is a revealer of secrets. Ain't no secret that he can't reveal. You want to find out what people are doing against you? Get in tune with heaven. I'm telling you, get in tune with heaven for yourself. Call on God for yourself. And let him reveal those secrets. This scripture is very plain and very blunt. It said, for God shall bring every work into judgment. With every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Ain't nobody getting over on God. Nobody getting over on God. We all act like we're getting over on God. We're psyching God. God don't know what I'm doing. God don't know I stole that money. Nobody knows nothing. <clears throat> Nobody knows nothing. People think they're psyching God. God don't know nothing. God is dead. He's blind. He don't know nothing. There is no God, according to some people. Well, that same God woke you up this morning. My alarm clock woke me up. Don't tell me God woke me up. If you didn't have that alarm clock, how would you gonna wake up? Hmm? Let's move on. Let's go to Daniel chapter 2, verse 22. Daniel chapter 2. Daniel chapter 2, verse 22. Let's look at that verse. Listen to this. He revealeth the deep and secret things. He knoweth what is in the darkness and the light that dwelleth, then light dwelleth with him, and the light dwelleth with him. Let me read it again. He revealeth the deep and secret things. He know what is in darkness, what is in the darkness, and the light dwelleth with him. You ain't fooling God. I don't care how secret. I don't care where you done your dirt. I don't care where people are plotting. I don't care where people buried bodies. 
God is a revealer. I never forget the story of the man that murdered his wife. He murdered his wife and got away with it. Yes, the police talked him backward, forward, sideways, and could never get the truth from him. They figured he didn't do it. It was just an unsolved case until they made that movie. Until what the oh uh, 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 what's the one that um the actor that made the movie uh, uh the Passion of Christ. And when the man went to see the Passion of Christ, the conviction of God came on that man, and he went and turned himself in. Everybody was shocked. He went crying to the police and said, "I want to confess that I murdered my wife." They were looking at him like he crazy. Didn't know what he was talking about. He explained that he murdered his wife and told where her body was. All those years, they couldn't get a peep out of him. God is a revealer of secrets. God will make you tell on yourself. God will make you expose your crimes and your sins. Oh, yes, he is. He's a revealer of secrets. Oh, yes, he is. I keep saying it because it's a fact. God is a revealer of He'll tell on you. He'll have you tell on yourself. He'll have you blank out your crimes. We got to repent and get right and stay right. Now get part, get right part time. Look at that verse one more time. Daniel chapter 22. Yeah, excuse me. Daniel chapter 2 verse 22. He revealeth the deep and secret things and he knoweth what is in darkness and the light dwelleth with him. He knows he was in darkness. What is he talking about? What did the Lord talk about? He knows what's in darkness. He knows what the devil is scamming and planning. He knows what them demon-possessed people are scamming and planning. He knows it all. Don't you know sometimes God will warn you not to go down a certain block? i never forget the story my brother told me. One of my brothers told me a story about him when he was younger. He had came home from work, had his paycheck with him. And the Lord, he didn't know the Lord, the voice of the Lord properly. The Lord told him to walk across the street. Now, my brother kept on walking on that side of the street, even though then he's going to decide to walk across the street. When he walked across the street, he got robbed. God had already gave him and protection for him to get across that street at a certain time because God's protection was up ahead. So he's going to decide. He's going to take his time. I'm going to obey God. I'm going to go across the street. He got mugged. Whose fault was it? Was it God's fault? No! <laughs> it was his fault. I remember one time I went to the candy store. There was this new soda that came out. I can't remember the name of the soda. And I, I haven't been saved that long. And I wanted that soda. I went, I went, my mind was just on that soda, nothing around me. I went in the store and got mugged. Now, wait, the mugger go wait for me outside. I ain't had no money, though. <laughs> I just enough for the soda. <laughs> that was funny. But the point is, God is a revealer of things. You have to listen when God reveals things. God speaks to us through nature and his word and through man. God reveals things to us. We just don't listen. We just don't listen to the voice of God because we're too busy doing what we want to do. And the first thing people say, God, why did this happen to me? But the Lord told you, you didn't listen. The Bible said, God said, no good thing will I withhold from him that walk uprightly before me. Is he gonna, God said, there's no good thing that he will withhold from you if you walk uprightly before him. He'll protect your money. David said, I've been all young and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor seen begging bread. I've been saved a long time. I ain't never had to beg for food. 
I ain't never had to beg for food a day in my life. I may have wanted uh, sometimes to ask for coffee or something like that from family or friends or something. I ain't never had to beg for food. I ain't never had to beg for money. That's God. I can't think of a day if I went hungry. I sometimes at home, I don't want to cook. That's something different. I don't feel like eating. I, I'm too lazy. That's something different. I'm going to bed without eating. I don't feel like being bothered. That's something totally different. But God honors his word when we obey it. He honors his word to us personally. So you got to understand something. This message about no secrets is personally for you. That there's no secrets that God can't reveal. People wonder why. I'll, I'll give you another good example. I was dealing with something business-wise. And I needed a certain document from the government. And I, I, I called, they called, couldn't get through. And we prayed, me and my prayer partner, we prayed that God would work this out. So I called, I finally got a lady on the phone and talked to her. And she told me exactly what to do, where to send this letter at XYZ. And I said, well, a couple of months passed by, I didn't hear nothing. So I called my prayer partner and said, I don't know what's going on. I later got delayed or whatever. So we prayed that it would be speedily straightened out. The matter would be straightened out. So something said to me a few weeks ago, hold again. Oh, no, the lawyer said call. I'm like, man, I could be there for me. Not even answer. I called and it was no answer. Nobody's talking. Nobody's answering. And I called again. A man answered the phone. I want you to explain. I want to show you something in this. A man answered the phone. Then he hung up on me. I was upset. And I called back. And got another lady on the phone. She took care of everything. And according to her word, it came to pass. She said in 7 to 14 days, you'll have that document plus another one. In 7 days, I had that document. Wow. God is a revealer of secrets. They've tried to block me from getting it. But you can't stop God's hand. You can't stop God from revealing the truth. I found out stuff that I didn't even know that they put in there that I never knew about when I got that letter. Why? Because God is a revealer of secrets. You can't fool him. You can try to cite God's service, but God will reveal the secrets to them. There is nothing too hard for God. There is nothing too hard for God to do for you. People want that. People get excited about the prayer of Jabad. Oh, that God will, God will bless me indeed, and that He'll cover me, and He'll do this. That's, that's everybody like that. The prayer of Jabad. Everybody jumping up and down about the prayer of Jabad. Oh, that Thou would bless me indeed. Well, first of all, God did bless you indeed because, number one, he woke you up this morning. He started you on your way. He's a revealer of secrets. He's on cover-up. Let's move on. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9. Look at that verse, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. God is a rewarder, a revealer of secrets, but he also knows how to bless you. But as it is written, eyes have it not seen, nor ear heard, neither had it entered into the heart of man, the things which God have it prepared for them that love him. I'm going to read it again. But as it is written, I have it not seen nor ear heard, neither have it entered the heart of man, the things which God have it prepared for them that love him. Did you hear that? The things that God has prepared. He's talking about man. He ain't talking about no man. He's talking about what he does. Ways that he made. 
The enemy want to cheat you out of knowing that God is a provider. The enemy want to teach you, cheat you out of knowing that God is a sustainer. A burden bearer, a yoke breaker, a savior, a friend, a father to the fatherless. Jesus is your big brother. God is a father. We missed that part. We only know him as God, but he's a father. Thus, the Bible says we're heirs with God and journey heirs with Jesus Christ because of what Christ did on Calvary. When we accept Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, that become active. When we are willing to obey God's word, we'll get godly results. One of the reasons we don't have things that we don't ask of God. Let's look at that verse one more time. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. But as it is written, you're not listening to me carefully. This is a, it's already written. Did you hear that, Sister Will? It says it's already written. He's not thinking about writing. It's already written. A settlement heaven. I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God Himself had prepared for them that love Him. Do you love the Lord? Do you love God the Father? Do you know God the Father? Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ? That's what's important. Do you know? Are you in fellowship with him? Do you talk to him? Do you look before him? Eyes have not seen. Eyes have not heard. It ain't nothing. Nobody heard what God has for you. <laughs> it ain't nothing. Nobody heard what God has for you. I'm going to get mine. <laughs> I'm going to get mine. I don't know about you. God wants to honor you. God wants to bless you. God wants to encourage you. But the truth is, at the end of the day, do you want it? Do you really want God to bless your life? I'm not talking about running some prophet prophesying to you, paying him a few thousand dollars to prophesy over your life. You don't need nobody to prophesy over your life. Someone tells you, bless it. It's the man that walketh not in that counsel ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners. Hmm? I'm going to get black. I'm going to get, I'm telling you, if you just obey God's word, God will bless you going in, and God will bless you coming out. He'll help pay your bills. He'll make way. We, I'm telling you, our problem is, our failure is in us. We don't trust God. Let's move on. Let's go to Psalms 25 and 14. Psalms 25 and 14. We don't trust God. We trust man more than we trust God. And then we cry when man screws us over. When man messes us over, we cry. Oh, oh, oh. That's us. We cry because man messed us over. Psalms 25 and 14 says, look at that verse. The secret of the Lord is with them that bear him. And he will show them to his, he will show them his covenant. I'll read it again. The secret of the Lord is with them that bear him. Do you see God? He'll reveal the secrets to you. God will reveal his secrets to you. You know what the scripture said? The scripture said many are called, but few are chosen. Many people are called, but few are chosen. Many are called to preach the gospel and teach the gospel. Take part in the government and church, but few are chosen. Why? Because he can't trust them. They won't walk right before. They won't obey his word. 
They won't do what he say do. They doing what they want to do. They doing it that way. It's appointed unto man wants to die. After that is the judgment. So keep playing Russian roulette with your soul. That's your business. But beloved, you ain't right when you stand before God. There is no hope for you. There's nothing nobody could do because once you're there, who are you going to follow? There's nobody to call. <laughs> when you went on God hit it, there's nobody you can call. Look at that verse one more time. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. The secret. That's why God said there is no secret. He wants to reveal his secrets to you. He wants to reveal his secrets to you. Personally. God wants to personally reveal his wonderful secrets he has. You, but you got to get yourself in that place. You got to get right with God and stay right with God. Not today. If there's anybody here that don't know the Lord as your personal Savior, today is your day. Today is your day to be saved, healed, delivered, and made free. The spoken word of God already went for It's up to you. Those of you that would like to get saved, bow your head and let's pray a repentance prayer. No magic and I'm like, I ain't got nothing to be. Let's pray. Repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sin. I ask you to wash me in your blood. Cleanse me and save me right now. Come into my life. Come into my heart and save me from all my sins and myself so I don't be lost. I thank you for saving me. I thank you for coming into my life right now in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for saving me and having Jesus come and die on the cross for me in Jesus' name. Amen. That's it, neighbor. If you can believe that, if you accept that, Christ will come into your life. No thunder, no lightning. If you see it, that's on you. God wants you to see thunder and lightning. Listen, you can visit our website, the tabernacledeliverance.inc.org. You can leave a prayer request, a testimony, or you can become a partner and help us with the ministry. We'll be back here on Wednesday night for Bible study. We have a guest for about Wednesday night Bible study. So come on out and enjoy the Lord with us on Wednesday night Bible study. Uh, come back and we'll see you here on Sunday at 5.15. God bless and be faithful to the Lord.